This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, helping the people of the world to live healthy lives. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. Mental health is its own pandemic, and I feel we need to do anything we can to help people through their struggles. We all need to do our part because at any given moment, someone we care about, or ourselves for that matter, may struggle with their mental health. My guest today is Ajani Charles, a Toronto-based professional photographer, director, and mental health advocate. Welcome to the show, Ajani. Thank you, Dr. Claudia. I'm really happy to be here. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Well, I'm so excited to chat with you because uh, you are doing so many amazing things. But I thought we'd first start by telling listeners a little bit about yourself. How did you become so passionate about mental health? I became passionate about mental health um, through my own struggles and challenges. I had an existential crisis in 2014 that led me to begin to question the trajectory of my life, the trajectory of my career, my relationships, uh, many of my habits. And I wasn't um, leading the healthiest lifestyle. I struggled with workaholism, perfectionism, codependency, and I was not uh, coping with these uh, maladaptive patterns and, and mental illnesses in the most uh, adaptive ways. So I, I, changed the trajectory of my life at that point. I, became, I began replacing uh, maladaptive relationships and maladaptive habits with much healthier and much more adaptive relationships and adaptive habits. Also, my mother is a psychiatric nurse, so she's been a, a major positive influence and, and she's had a major positive impact on my life. Over the course of my life, I've observed the suffering that comes with the human condition. The Buddhists say life is suffering and I've seen it throughout my travels, uh, throughout different aspects of my career. And I truly believe that the root cause of human suffering uh, comes down to a lack of mental health and a lack of introspection. I'm very interested in that concept. So I, I read a lot about you and you talk a lot about lack of introspection. Let's chat a little bit about that because I feel like I agree with you. I think that we do have to personally introspect on ourselves, on our life, on our situation. So what does that mean for you and how can that help others deal with the struggles with their mental health? Absolutely. Introspection is um, the observation and analysis of our thought patterns, our habits, our relationships, and how we show up in the world. Without such an analysis, without such a level of awareness, life in the developed world becomes um, incredibly challenging, incredibly stressful, incredibly confusing. Many of our patterns due to different cognitive biases can be um, invisible to us. We may be on a tangent or on a trajectory that is not in our best interest, that is not in our family's best interest, that is not in our community's best interest without knowing it. And sometimes it, it becomes too late to alter the trajectory of our lives. So introspection um, can help us to notice some of the patterns that may not be in our best interest before things uh, escalate to a critical point. Now, you were suffering from, you know, overworking and working too much. Um, you know, you were getting into maladaptive patterns. What do you think were the cause of those behaviors and what made you want to change those? What was the turning point in your life where you thought, okay, this is it, something needs to change? 
Yeah, in the summer of 2014, I, I reached a critical point whereby enough was enough. I believe the root causes of my suffering are shame, codependency, a maladaptive need for validation, um, seeking existential safety in others. All of that was combined, compounded by anxiety and depression. And some of the maladaptive uh, patterns that I engaged in simply made things worse. I was coping with... Uh, the workaholism and perfectionism that I perpetuated in very unhealthy ways. I also engaged in overtraining, lifting heavy weights excessively um, for many years. I still struggle with um, workaholism and perfectionism. In fact, I experienced a very intense burnout as recently as last week, and I, I recovered from it um, yesterday. But things are much better um, at this point in my life. I teach entrepreneurs and artists how to avoid and transcend workaholism and perfectionism, but I can still fall into these patterns, especially if I have an overabundance of exciting projects that I'm passionate about, but things are much, much better than they were for me eight years ago or 10 years ago. I'm, I'm so thrilled that you're sharing this with us because I'm listening to you and I'm thinking at some point in my life, I I experienced the same things you did. I have the same tendencies. Um, I'm all about perfectionism and I work way too much. And it's about creating the balance in our lives that we need. So it's about not too much excess, not too much of, not too little of something. And I feel like we're sharing this message with listeners because we've each had our own experience. And it's so helpful for people to hear that we are all the same. We all have the same struggles. I just think that if we're creating a little bit of balance in our lives, that we can overcome these. And you just had another burnout episode. So are you telling listeners that we need to be aware? It's a, it's a challenge every day to kind of combat those tendencies. And we just have to strive forward and keep going to be better at balancing our lives. Yeah, absolutely. It's about uh, progress, not perfection. So even though uh, I teach the topics that we're discussing, even though I have um, a plethora of mental health resources and I work with many experts and I have uh, incredibly healthy habits and support systems, I can still fall back into these old maladaptive patterns because they're deeply ingrained. Uh, we develop these patterns uh, to protect ourselves as children. Um, so the number of repetitions that uh, one has engaged in, it, as far as these patterns are concerned, by the time one is in their early 20s or early 30s or early 40s, so many repetitions have uh, taken place to the point that our brain can engage in them uh, on autopilot. And uh, stress also makes it easier to fall back into these old patterns. Um, so it's very important to seek support to surround oneself with people who are knowledgeable in these patterns and that can help one to transcend them and to exercise, exercise self-compassion, to understand that we're all human beings, uh, nobody's perfect, and that it's progress, not perfection. I, those are amazing words of advice. I agree with you and I try to do that to myself every day. And that's the message I try to send to listeners, patients, friends, family. We have to be compassionate with ourselves and we have to try to enjoy the journey of, you know, living our best, most balanced life. You're also a huge advocate and an ambassador for a couple of different um, organizations. I think you're an ambassador for Project Healthy Minds as well as Prefrontal Cortex. Tell us a little bit about that. And we obviously know the reasons why you got involved, but how does it make you feel and what are those initiatives? 
Yeah, I'm very grateful to be working with um, some of the most innovative and influential mental health organizations in the world, including but not limited to Project Healthy Minds, Operation Prefrontal Cortex, uh, Thrive Global. I've worked with Calm, which is the most downloaded meditation and sleep app in the world. Um, I'm also a mentor for the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, which is the largest uh, mental health research center and hospital in Canada. Project Healthy Minds was co-founded by my mentor, colleague, and friend, uh, Julian Christian Lux, who's professionally known as Director X. Unfortunately, he was shot at his own New Year's Eve party in 2014. Thankfully, he was able to walk away from that with uh, minimal physical and psychological damage. He started doing research on what would compel someone to bring a gun into a venue during a suit and tie event and to discharge it at that venue. And he realized that it comes down to uh, childhood trauma, which can manifest in abuse and or neglect. And he found out that mindfulness and meditation can reverse the, the damage that's done to the brain due to childhood trauma and can lead one to become less impulsive, less prone to lashing out violently. What happens when you grew up with a lot of trauma in your childhood is the amygdala, which is the fight, flight, freeze part of the brain, it grows in size and the brain becomes over-reliant on it. And then the prefrontal cortex, which is used for executive functioning and complex planning and conversations like the one that we're having, it shrinks and the brain becomes less reliant on it. And that's why people could snap in a burst of anger without thinking. That's, that explains uh, how people can black out in rage. And uh, Project Healthy Minds is a very innovative nonprofit. It's an American nonprofit co-founded by my colleague, Philip Shermer. And uh, they're doing great things to destigmatize uh, conversations about mental health in America, particularly. That's all such fascinating information, and I'm sure listeners will be intrigued with the idea of what the prefrontal cortex does and what happens when it shrinks. And it does a lot of explaining on why there is a rise in gun violence and violence in general everywhere, but, you know, in our own city. And you're doing a lot of work towards helping us uh, reduce that, helping people get the help they need. And I want to talk a little bit about the meditation, the mindfulness do you use that in your daily practice? And is it something that you would recommend um, anybody does who's dealing with a little bit of stress, struggling with their mental health and mental wellness? How has it helped you? Meditation and other mindfulness practices are the most accessible tools to cultivate mental health and introspection from my perspective. Um, as of today, I have 2,301 days of consecutive mindfulness and meditation practices. I do not skip these practices ever. Uh, yesterday, to transcend the burnout that I was experiencing and also to ground myself and to visualize the achievement of my goals, I did something that I've done a few hundred times, which is I meditated in a sensory deprivation chamber, also known as a flow chamber, uh, for an hour. I can't say enough about how beneficial uh, mindfulness practices and different forms of meditation are. They've completely changed my life for the better. Um, the fact that this conversation is flowing so well um, is a byproduct of the meditations that I did before our conversation and how I went about grounding myself and calming myself down and visualizing this conversation going uh, very well. So mindfulness practices are free. Medi different forms of meditation are free. 
Um, they're very low cost ways to learn about these practices. They can also be learned for free. So I think they're incredible. And I think the world would change for the better if even 20% of the global population engaged in mindfulness and meditation on a daily basis. I can't agree with you more. And you'll be happy to know that prior to any interview, I always meditate as well because my goal is to always convey the best message to listeners. So I feel like we're on the same page and we're spreading amazing knowledge and information. The arts are obviously a very large part of your life and your wellness. How do you feel that photography and music help to harness the strategies needed for mental health? Yeah, the arts are incredible as far as the cultivation of mental health and introspection are concerned and also as tools to spread the messages that we're talking about now and i use these different tools these different mediums uh to promote the cultivation of mental health and introspection and to direct my audience to different tools that may benefit them also as far as artists are concerned uh, engaging in the arts and uh engaging in an artistic practice that leads to flow states, which is being in the zone. You get, when you're painting, when you're singing, when you're dancing, um, to do these things effectively, to do them beautifully, it requires being fully present in the moment. So, uh, being an artist, uh, and engaging in the arts can definitely be a mindfulness practice. And also the arts have saved so many lives. There, there must be millions, if not hundreds of millions of people that would be engaging in all manners of maladaptive coping mechanisms, destructive habits, uh, destructive actions, if they weren't engaged in their artistic practices. So as someone that has been uh, a, a self-identified artist uh, since childhood, as someone that went to a specialized art school, I can't say enough about the, the benefits of the arts as far as the cultivation of mental health is concerned. I agree with you. I think that the arts are um, underutilized as a form of healing for mental health, for stress release. I feel like the arts can really do wonderful things for our community. When we come back, Project T. Dot, Ajani's solo exhibit at Toronto City Hall. This is the Wellness Prescription on 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059 The Region or call 416 335 1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Johnny and I were discussing meditation and mindfulness can help us deal with the stresses of everyday life, can help us deal with our mental wellness and our mental illness. Um, but most recently, he has a project that is called Project T-Dot. I'm really excited to hear about this because I feel from my own research in, in learning about it that you have created um, an exhibit that is going to teach us a lot about the hip hop community, but also get us more involved in the arts and enjoying what the arts has to offer. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, so Project T-Dot at City Hall is uh, a large scale photography exhibit at Toronto City Hall. It's my largest exhibit to date. When it was installed, it was the largest photography exhibit in Canada. Um, at this point, it is the largest photography exhibit of its kind. 
Uh, project T-Dot is my documentary project on Toronto's hip-hop community and history. I began producing this project in 2006, and it has multiple elements all designed to tell the story of Toronto's hip-hop community, not only from my perspective, but also from the perspective of the amazing people that have contributed to Toronto's hip-hop history. So like the exhibit at City Hall, there will be other exhibits. There'll be a coffee table book that tells the story of Toronto's uh, hip-hop community and history. There'll be a video-based documentary. There'll be essays. There'll be panels. I'll be on a panel to discuss Project T.Dot and exhibit at City Hall through Manifesto Festival, which is a major hip-hop festival in Toronto next month. Um, so the images in Project T.Dot are black and white. Uh, whether they're photographs or video-based images. And I chose black and white because many aspects of hip-hop culture have a lot of nuance, but they can also be boiled down to black and white. For example, a breakdance battle, there's usually one winner and one loser. The same with rap battles and so on and so forth. So the feedback that I've received in regards to Project T.Dot as a whole and the exhibit at, at City Hall has been overwhelming. I've been doing so much press for it. I've been taking multiple people on tours. Sometimes I'd be doing three tours a day. So that explains how I burned out recently because I've been so excited about this opportunity. And so why hip hop? Why the hip hop community? And let's talk a little bit about the hip hop community and why you felt you needed to showcase it. Because I love hip hop. Yeah, so I've been a fan of hip hop culture since I was a kid. And in, in 2006, uh, a good friend of mine named Ryan Horn, he goes by the name DJ Doctor. He's a very talented DJ, um, audio and video technician, and entrepreneur. He's the official DJ for King of the Dot, which is the most well-known rap battle league in Canadian history. In 2006, when I told him that I had chosen my career path, when we graduate from uh, the University of Western Ontario, I'm going to be a professional photographer, but I need to cultivate my skills as a digital photographer. So I asked him if he knew of any events that I could go to to practice my digital photography skills. He said he is going to be DJing at a rap battle in Toronto at the Elma Combo. There's going to be a few of these. I should come out and practice. I was so excited by the energy at these rap battles. I was intrigued by the people participating in these rap battles. And I loved the images that I shot, which I then edited in black and white. Um, so I thought to myself, what would it be like if I documented Toronto's entire hip-hops, not only these uh, isolated rap battles? And then by the second rap battle that I went to at the Elma Combo in January of 2007, I came up with the name Project T-Dot. The concept became more crystallized and clear to me. And I've been producing this documentary project on Toronto hip-hop ever since because at that time I was on the outside looking in and I was intrigued by these amazing people that have contributed to Toronto's hip hop community and history. And, I, and much of Project T.Dot's development had to do with me following my curiosity, wondering who is that? Who, who, what is this organization? How do they all interrelate? Throughout the process of producing Project T.Dot, I came to realize that many uh, individuals and organizations within Toronto's hip hop community are incredibly intuitive, resourceful, philanthropic and have contributed so much to Toronto's culture and economy. Um, so being around these people has inspired me, uh, not only within the context of Project T.Dot, but also within the context of entrepreneurship 
philanthropy, giving back to Toronto, Canada, and the world, and so on. You have worked tirelessly for, you know, 16 years trying to get this project on the go. Um, I feel like that is an amazing feat that you never gave up and you stayed focused on your goal and you nurtured your curiosity. And in the meantime, in 2014, you had a little bit of an episode, but you got back on track and you fulfilled your passion. I feel like that's something we need to discuss and we need to convey that message to listeners that you just don't need to give up. Life has lots of ups and downs and roller coasters and disappointments, but when you're following your passion, you can still achieve your goals. Is that what you thought all along this wonderful ride of yours? Yes, of course. And I also had many moments of doubt when I wanted to give up. Um, however, through the cultivation of my mental health, which required a lot of support, I want to I wanna convey the message that the cultivation of mental health requires a lot of help. So all of these uh, individuals and organizations have helped me to cultivate my mental health, which then led to the grit and persistence needed to see Project TDOC through, to operate my businesses, to engage in many other projects. So me uh, mental health is the foundation of everything that I do without the cultivation of it on a daily basis. I would not be sitting here speaking with you and I, I would not be able to engage in the projects that I do engage in. Um, I have terrible days, especially over the course of the pandemic periodically. And thankfully, uh, my current habits help me to navigate them as gracefully as possible. I like that you're being so raw and real and so honest about your mental health journey. And I love more importantly that you're really focused and you've created this beautiful display, this beautiful exhibit featuring the hip hop community. Previously in the segment, you mentioned that the lack of compassion and mindfulness and introspection contribute to the societal challenges. Do you feel that through your photography and Project TDOT that you can help individuals find peace and purpose? I think that Project TDOT has validated the efforts and artistic practices and lifestyles of many people within the context of Toronto's hip-hop community who may have not gotten as much recognition as they deserve. Um, so within the context of Project TDOT, I've highlighted some of the most well-known individuals in Toronto's hip-hop community. I've documented uh, many of these superstars like The Weeknd, Jesse Riaz, Drake, and so on and so forth. But I've also documented hundreds, if not thousands, of lesser-known individuals. And uh, if or when you go to exhibit, you'll notice that everyone is on the same level, whether they're on the first floor or on the second floor. Um, the superstars are beside lesser-known individuals, and that is to show that they've all contributed to Toronto's hip-hop community and that they all have value. And being validated in that way is very important for the cultivation of mental health. So as a producer, your mind is likely always trying to find ways to spread a message and to create a community uh, interest in something. You believe that community, obviously, is what led you to where you are today and what keeps you on track. Is that what you feel your art of photography and, um, you know, all the projects that you're working on, do you feel that it's the community um, engagement that is helping you and can help individuals? When my mental health has been the worst throughout my life, it was because I began to isolate myself. I began to cut myself off 
uh, from communities of all kinds and human beings where we're social creatures. We need, uh, community. We need face-to-face human interactions, uh, for the cultivation of mental health and also for our sense of selves. Our sense of self is defined in part by our relationships. Um, so the, the engagement in, in different communities that I've experienced has, uh, improved my life tremendously, has inspired me tremendously. And Project T Dot is, you know, showcasing the hip hop community, you know, all the people who are extremely famous and popular and the ones who aren't so but are all equally talented. They all have a story to tell. And is that one of the reasons why you decided to track them over the years and follow them along and try to display their story and their message? Yes, you're you're exactly right. Um, and there have been some misconceptions about Project TDOC. Some people who are outside of Toronto's hip hop community and some people within Toronto's hip hop community saw the exhibit online and without understanding the project or diving deeper into it, they thought that the 39 photographs on City Hall were the end all and be all of the project, but that's not the case. Uh, within the coffee table book, uh, there will be a deep dive into who some of these individuals are from their own perspectives and from my perspective. So some of the pages within the book will show my photographs of certain individuals with text that describes who they are, how they relate to Toronto's hip hop community. And the same can be said about the video documentary, uh, the panels that are coming up. And in other exhibits, there'll be many more images displayed. So Project TDOT will shed light on all these amazing individuals and will teach the general public about who they are and how they've contributed to Toronto's hip-hop history. It sounds incredible, and I honestly can't wait to see it and check it out. If you had any last messages or last um, words of advice for any listener who may be struggling with their mental health or some mental health issues, what would that be? Um, I would say that there is great wisdom and courage in reaching out for help. Um, there are so many resources available in Canada, in the United States, in Europe, and around the world. In Canada, reach out to the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, ask questions. Um, ProjectHealthyMinds.com uh, provides many free resources. Uh, Thrive Global is a, is a great platform to learn more about the cultivation of mental health via ThriveGlobal.com. Um, so reach out for help. Uh, doing so saved my life. Um, I reach out for support every single week. Um, I check in with myself every single day, every couple of hours. Uh, so exercise self-compassion. We're all human beings. We're vulnerable to certain degrees. Johnny, thank you so much for your honesty, the raw truth about the struggles in your life. And most importantly, thank you for all the amazing work that you're doing for the hip hop community, for the community at large. Uh, and I appreciate so much you sharing your story with me. If listeners want to learn more about you, want to see the exhibit or check out some of your other work, how can they do that? Yeah, thank you, Dr. Claudia. This has been by far one of my best interviews. Uh, you're a pro and I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Um, your audience can learn more about Project TDOT by ideally going to City Hall and checking out the large-scale Project TDOT exhibit there. It, it was supposed to end uh, a couple of days ago on the 19th of July, but because of all the press and uh, the general public's feedback, the City of Toronto and Artworks TO, the Public Artworks Division of the City, have extended it until September 5th. Uh, besides that, my website is www.ajani.ca. 
and all of my social media handles are at a Johnny photo, A-J-A-N-I-P-H-O-T-O. That's amazing. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiella or my website, ClaudiaMachiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.